This is The Tallest Kindergartner, brought to you by IHI, Indiana's Health Information Exchange. IHI enables healthcare providers to deliver services that make a real difference in health and healthcare. The Tallest Kindergartner, Episode 1. Yeah, yeah, I'm out that paper. No more chasing med records. Writing so illegible that I'll be hip up forever. Bought the new software, and so we use it here. I can't use it over there. Different systems everywhere. I used to chart on paper. That's Sea Dog MD, a physician who parodies the complications and frustrations of the American healthcare system. You can listen to this song in its entirety, as well as several others, on his YouTube channel or website. And hey, we're not nearly as talented or entertaining as Z-Dog MD, but we do hope to foster some dialogue in this and future episodes of our podcast about interoperability, the impacts of federal regulations, and many other topics related to health IT. Hey, everybody. I'm John Kansky. I'm the president and CEO of the Indiana Health Information Exchange. But that doesn't matter. What you really need to know about me is I'm sort of a battle-weary Uh, experienced health information exchange curmudgeon and um, hoping to uh, start this uh, podcast series uh, to share some ideas that I think are relevant and hopefully useful to others in the uh, health information exchange and interoperability business. So um, I promise I'm going to explain the title of the series, The Tallest Kindergartner, Uh, but uh, let me share a a few thoughts uh, first. So thinking about what's going – if you're familiar at all with national interoperability and what's going on, uh, you know that this is a very fluid and uncertain time. And there's plenty of uh, threats and there's plenty of questions and there's plenty of opportunity uh, if you're in the health information exchange business or you're just an organization that is trying to figure out interoperability and meet its needs. So let's let's spend a few minutes talking about or thinking about the last 30 years of health information exchange because if you go back 30 years, we didn't even call it health information exchange in those days, but there most definitely was health information exchange happening as early as the early 90s. Um, I know that because in Indiana, we work with the Regan Street Institute. Uh, if you don't know who that is, Google it, R-E-G-E-N-S-T-R-I-E-F. Uh, Interesting story about a guy who invented the front-loading dishwasher. Trust me, it's really fascinating. But uh, there's – the Regan Street Institute did some informatics pioneering work in the 1990s um, that uh, one could argue they invented Health Information Exchange. And they've been a partner of the Indiana Health Information Exchange since our inception in 2004. So if you go back, we really have something that – was health information exchange happening in the 1990s. But then in the 2000s, really more uh, pioneering work was being done. Grants were being granted uh, from federal agencies. Um, Organizations were proving that the technology could connect uh, systems together uh, inter-organizationally. We were doing electronic results delivery. We were inventing, if you will, clinical data repositories. And um, uh, there were what I would consider a lot of local um, grant-funded experiments, and that's what health information exchanges felt like maybe until about 2010 when um, we moved into uh, an era where health information exchange 
was um, was more common um, in different markets. Um, but people, this was the whole, oh, is it sustainable question? And the government was giving us um, high-tech dollars uh, to get HIE started in markets where it didn't exist. So this is sort of a period of building and scaling where we had single market or single state um, HIEs, and they were becoming common, uh, and they were becoming uh, sustainable. And then um, if you think about just the last five or six years, um, we have the emergence of um, Commonwealth, we have the emergence of carry quality, we have the evolution of the eHealth exchange from uh, the federal government to a uh, sustainable and growing not-for-profit. We have the emergence of Chic, the uh, Strategic Health Information Exchange Collaborative. And all those things, in my view, represent progress uh, in national interoperability. Um, they don't all uh, work in concert with each other. Um, some of them view e- the others' uh, efforts as competitive. Um, uh, they are absolutely potentially complementary, um, potentially complementary, um, and uh, we'll get into some of that in future episodes. But all that conspires to give us the um, uh, current uh, uncertain, fluid, and, and opportunity situation that we that we have now. Um, kind of exciting stuff. A little scary. Keeps me up at night, but makes me love my job. So, um, in conclusion, um, why the tallest kindergartner? Two reasons. Uh, one, we were always kind of uh, unusually large in size, like that um, one kid in the back row of the class picture, uh, but also because we felt that health information exchanges in general were kind of in kindergarten uh, in terms of our progression towards what we really uh, could ultimately be. And, uh, you know, this is uh, this tallest kindergartner reference. Um, uh, or comparison that we used for our health information exchange, uh, well, it's um, uh, several years old. It feels like we're still in uh, uh, in primary school. So um, lots has changed, um, but uh, we're still feeling a little bit, a little bit like the tallest kindergartner. So that's why the name of the podcast series. Um, uh, hope this has been interesting. Um, uh, hope you'll uh, come back uh, and listen some more. And uh, would love to hear from you at uh, info at IHIE.org. Thanks.